Hello? Yo, what's up? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you, bro. I'm good. How you living, man? I'm doing good. You can hear me good? Yeah, I can hear you, bro. All right, dude. Cool. I'll just make sure. Got my um, iPhone headphones right now. Okay. Yeah, well, man, I've been good. Chilling. I was just out. I was trying to come. I was with my brother. I was getting something to eat. I'm back on now. I was, I forgot the time because I usually wake up at like three ish, four. Right. 5.30 today. So time been off for me. Oh, no, you good, bro. I appreciate you for coming through. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and jump on it. We can go ahead and get started. Cool. So this, what's up, everybody? This is Geek World Podcast. We discuss comic books, anime, video games, so much more. And this is the group session nine. But this time, it's just going to be me and one of my other special guests. Go ahead and introduce yourself, bro. to be here follow me on twitter vcam 2016 um it's always fun to be on the oh you, you're cutting out yeah it was cutting out a little bit Okay, now, uh, you can just do the second half. I heard the first part, but the second part was cutting out a little bit. Say, yeah, man, it's always good to be here. Always good to be on the podcast, be the guests and stuff. Uh, even if bad, it's just bad, a little bad, man. I appreciate you for coming through. So, first question I want to get into is like. I want to discuss, like, how did you get into Percy Jackson, if anything? Yeah. All right, so I, can, I remember the day like it was yesterday. So I was in fifth grade, right? And so in fifth grade, I just moved from uh, my old school. I uh, I went to one school, and so I moved from there to this new school. And so it wasn't nothing really happening there. And so I was kind of like, I was kind of in the back of the classroom doing nothing for real. And so the teacher said, we're going to get into this new um, this new little little fictional story. It's called uh, Heroes of Olympus. Yeah, it, was called, it was called Percy Jackson, Light and Deep. And so Heroes of Olympus is the new one. Uh, and so when we first started reading it, I was, like, super enthralled. Because, like, Percy Jackson, he was just a good character. So fifth grade is how I started reading it. And so the funny part is I got so into mm-hmm. the book. I went to the library and I checked out the book myself so I can read the entire thing because we just had the books in the class. And so I went to the library, checked out the book. I finished reading the book by the second week. When everybody else was just getting to like chapter two, chapter three. I was finished with the whole book. And I was... T- I was <laughs> right, man. For real, for real. It was, I, I agree. Percy Jackson really is a dope character. I mean, for me, like, I remember I was just like, I was young. I was in Barnes & Noble one day and I just saw the cover and it was like, he was in the ocean and he had this like sword and a horn and said the lightning thief. I said, yo, that looks pretty dope. And, you know, I copped it, but I never really read into it. And then I, one yeah. day I just found like, let me go ahead and read it. I was like, oh, snap. This is like dope as hell. Like he's a delinquent. He goes through all this, this half blood. They go, they got this summer camp that they got to go to. I said, yo, this is pretty dope, man. Like, damn. I was like, I was sleeping on it because I saw like, damn, the cover and the, yeah. um, 
the name is leading so it, that what drew me into it so and I was just for one day I just saw it and I was like well let me just pick it up and see it and I was just like damn I gotta see the rest of it and people were hyping it up at the um just like you said like when you saw that fifth grade like I feel like it was for me like somewhere in middle school like sixth seventh grade middle school like we had this book fair scholastic and it was the battle of the labyrinth and I'm like oh, this is the continuation of the book I copped a while back, and I never... <laughs> yes, sir, bro. When I, figured, when I figured out that there was multiple books already out on it, man, you understand, I was with that entire series. Oh, man. But yeah, this Scholastic Book Fair, that's where I, um, Percy Jackson is like one of the first books I ever bought, too. I bought, um, Tiger. I bought Tigers. The other, um, it's like uh, it's um thief. Yeah, you're right though. It is like it's like the thief, sea of monsters. I, I know the names of the books. I don't know what order the they Titans came out curse. Because I think. The... Yeah. It's Titans curse and then labyrinth. Yeah, so I bought Titans curse. Um, <laughs> that was like one of the first books I ever bought because like I was just so ready for these books, man. I was. Um, and so, yeah, like going to the Scholastic Book Fair, seeing the Percy Jackson books up there, right. people was hyping it up. But that's because we was mainly like we was all kind of like reading as a class together and stuff. That's why we was hyping it up mostly. And it was before I was on the internet being like that, so I didn't even know. Heck like, yeah, because it's like it was hard when I first to, like, um, saw the Lightning Thief. Class. Like I feel like I did that later on, either like ninth or tenth grade. I was like, Psh, I don't have to read this book because I already read like all this stuff um back in the day. Like I was already a fan back in the day. So now like when I went to high school, like ninth or tenth grade, we really had to take like um quizzes and tests. Well, what was what about what was this about? I was like, Psh, I don't have to read it. I'm like, I read this in middle school. I was a huge fan. Exactly, bro. I'm like, yeah, shoot, know. I already. Exactly. I got this shit down packed. It's like I already studied for the test. So my next question is, would you consider Percy Jackson series a classic? Yeah. Mm-hmm. A classic? Um, I would consider it a cult classic because for it to be considered a like a, a classic classic, like more, I feel like I feel like not enough people know about Percy Jackson. Like I feel like it's a it's a good majority of people that know about it. If you if you if you kind of know about Percy Jackson, you love it. Like I don't think there are people that I talk to about Percy Jackson that'd be like, no, nah, I don't like that story. It's people that have either never heard about it or they straight love the story because like the characters it has, the themes that it draws upon, and being a part of Greek mythology and stuff. And it's like, and so I think that like it has a lot of stuff that it has to go off for people, but I don't think it has that. Um, that factor that got it that gets his popularity going up. Like, yeah, I agree with you because like I know, like, like classic, classic. So um, I think it's a cult classic. When Disney definitely. Plus, they were talking about um, making a TV series about it, and the original author is going to be a part of it. It's like it started trending on Twitter, and everybody, like, all the Percy Jackson fans started creeping from the shadows and from the caves. Mm-hmm. And like, oh, snap. Yeah, I do. That was, that was a happy day. For yeah, me. I was so high, bro. Because Rick, Rick, bro, he, he's a great, he's a great person too. To be honest, when he said he was gonna be yeah, a man, I, I, I was like, I was, I was like, 
this is going to be the one because it started trending and everybody started to be like Camp Half-Bloods. I mean, like, for me, I feel like I agree with what you said. It's like it's a cult classic. Like, I know people grew up about it, grew up on it and then heard about it. But I feel like it didn't have, like, the biggest impact it did on, like, like Harry Potter and the Hunger Games and stuff like that, man. Because those, those, like, or, like, what you call it, the Twilight books, those had, like, exactly. they had a thing. But for some reason, Percy Jackson, like, as good as it is, Twilight, it's like, yeah. I feel like it's it's a little bit underrated compared to those books because I feel like it's just as good, but it didn't get the hype that it deserved. Definitely. It didn't get the it didn't get the hype. That's exactly what it is. And I kind of compare a classic and a cult classic to just the general, how the general population would talk about it. Like if you ask somebody about like Percy Jackson, you either get, like, you would either get a, Oh man, I love that story. Or you would get a, I don't know what that is. But if you ask somebody about like, say a Twilight or a Harry Potter, they'd be like, Hey, I've heard of that before. And some people have seen it. Some people love it. Some people have seen it. And some people are like, yeah, they good movies. Some people have seen it. And some people hate it. They'd be like, oh, I hate the hype for it and stuff like that. That's how I can kind of define like a classic. Exactly, you because it's just like, it's not a, I love even though like, it's, it, it just thing. doesn't get the, the praise like the other things. Because I mean, even like with shows or whether it's a comic book or like uh, off a book, it's like if the TV series or the movie does good, people are going to go back into the source material. But like it didn't, Percy for, re- for some reason just didn't get that praise like everybody else did. Exactly. So, my next uh, question I got is like, what's your thoughts on a Percy Jackson movie? Alright, so so for the first movie, there's actually some positives that you can take away from the first movies. I mean, from the first movie, The Light and the Deep. Yeah, I was kind of upset that they didn't even, that they kind of made them already teenagers instead of preteens growing up into becoming right. teenagers because uh, they kind of had to change they had to change a lot of the story for them to be teenagers already and so it kind of like it kind of like messed up the story and then uh, the the people they chose and the character choice I can understand I understand why they didn't have Clarice in there and they had uh, they they used Annabeth as kind of the anti uh, the anti Percy as well as being a love interest I understood why they did it because they didn't want to have that many characters. It didn't work out how they kind of expected it to work out, and so they still had to bring in Clarice anyways and see monsters. But in the first movie, they have things that they did well, like the action scenes and the way that they flowed their story. If you didn't read the book, the story kind of flows good, and so that's kind of how I compare it to. But if you look at it from the book perspective, it's a lot that they didn't do right. And but it's a it's a passable movie. But then monsters <laughs> came out right. and. It just was nothing right about Sea of Monsters to me, man. Like, it was, I just can't tell, I can't tell you a good thing about Sea I actually can't tell you a good thing about Sea of Monsters. And I'm, I'm pretty, <laughs> they, I'm, I would say I'm pretty positive like they didn't person, read the book. like, uh, yeah, like for me, like I like the Lightning Thief, like the first one. It was cool, yeah, exactly. but I feel like it could have been better because I felt like the execution wasn't all the way there. Like, for me, just exactly. speaking for myself, like, they had some elements. Like, I understand it's Hollywood, so they're going to change some stuff around and they're going to do their thing. But at the same time, it's like, I feel like they missed, like, key plot points and just, like, the overall, like, just the story and the gist of it. And they didn't, like, really 
capture exactly. the characters how they were in the book or like put a good twist on it at least. And I feel like with Harry Potter, like and these other books like say Twilight or um right, right. the Hunger Games. Yeah, it's like they did they I mean, I know I think the same guy who made um the people behind Harry Potter try to do their thing on this one, but I feel like the execution wasn't all the way there for it. Because they definitely took their time with the Harry Potter. When they did, they do diligence. They found, like, actually young children that grew up into the role. Exactly. They just have these teenagers playing teenagers when they're supposed to be, like, 11, 12 years old at the time. And they, like, they did that with, uh, with, with Emma Watson and Dave Ratcliffe. Like, they did that with them. They, they gave them that chance to grow up with it. They didn't just be like, no, nah, we need teenagers. So that's, that's the thing I feel like they, they were missing with it was the, they, they didn't take the due diligence with the movies. They they felt like they kind of understood it. And it's, a, it's like that with a lot of uh, adaptations. You know, you don't fully dive into it. You kind of get the gist of what it is and then you try to put your own take on You try to put your vision into what they had going. So like Exactly. I was, feel like if it was, was executed cool more properly and he got a little bit more feedback from um, the author Rick Riordan, I felt like it would have been more of a solid movie because, like, even with J.K. Rowling, she said, like, mm-hmm. I don't care. Like, I want these characters to be strictly British. Like, it's going to be a problem if these kids, if they're not strictly British. Like, she made sure she put her foot down on that one. And I felt like, you know, her influence made it a better Exactly. You got the, you got the exactly. And it's just like, I feel like really if the movie was more executed like or handled better, I felt like more people would have gravitated toward it more and just like, hey, I want to check out more of the book and boom, boom, boom. You know what I'm saying? That's why, that's why I'm happy about the um, Disney Plus show. It's gonna be a while for, it, but I'm definitely happy that it's gonna mm-hmm. give it's gonna give the story more exposure because that's that's all I really want for. Because this is a great story. yeah, and that goes into like, my next question is Jackson, that the um the TV series that's coming to, to uh, Disney Plus. Do you think it's gonna bring more hype to the franchise? Most definitely, like we, like like we already have said about when it got trending on Twitter, just from the announcement of it, just from the announcement of it even being in the making, and we probably not getting this book for another two, maybe three years, and it was number one trending just because we got an announcement that it's going to be in the making. It's definitely going to get some more exposure. And exactly. Disney, if it's one thing exactly. Disney know how to do it, they know how to promote some movies. They know how to promote what they what they sell it, like. And so yeah, it's definitely gonna bring some more. It's definitely gonna bring some more uh, notoriety for the Percy Jackson series, and definitely gonna get some people looking at the source. Yeah, TV, because you know like and plus just, like Rick Riordan, like about when you say he has Jackson. a hand w- into it, I feel like that's gonna be dope as hell. And I feel like see like one thing about Disney, they're gonna milk the hell out of franchise, which is kind of <laughs> they're gonna like the Mandalorian. Like there's like so many spinoffs they got in the work for that. <laughs> <laughs> because it was so big, and I feel like I could see Burger, man. Yeah, like it's yep. huge. So I know, like, there's gonna be like yep. Camp Half Blood so t shirts and merch. 
and then like spin-offs from the um the other books and just like more and more adaptations. Mm-hmm. I know, and they're gonna, they're gonna have, like. And what's the good thing about Disney? Is they love to, what they're doing with Disney Plus. Like they're milking the nostalgia, so they're gonna tap into the fans who like read it in third and fifth grade and in the book fest and everything. So that's gonna be a really big thing. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Most definitely. Disney, Disney, Disney know how to profit off some of nostalgia. I ain't going to cap on that one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I feel like it's going to bring like some it's, it's new fans gonna, yeah, into it too. Like, we could put, people are going to put their younger siblings onto it and everything. So it's just going to like, it's going to mm-hmm. gravitate to it more. I feel like it's going to be just as big as The Mandalorian. Yeah. Oh, you finna up there with Star Wars? Oh, look, I love me some Percy. I don't know if I can put it on Star Wars. I love me some Percy. I feel like it might just like like a cult classic. I feel like they're not gonna let us. We've been begging for that for years, bro. We need like so. I know. I feel like it's gonna be if it's not gonna be as big as the Mandalorian, it'll be like one of the top shows that's gonna be like like one of the heavy hitters on the roster. Like it's, yeah, they're gonna definitely be yeah, they're gonna yeah, cause it's gonna get the it's gonna get them some money from it, most definitely. Like people are gonna get some clicks from they're gonna get some new subscribers to Disney Plus off of just Percy Jackson alone, but like Well, I feel ah, just like Star Wars, I can't just as like the Mandalorian, like how that like it was like, whoa, everybody but, started gravitating it's like it was one of the best shows. I feel like it's gonna be up there. I don't think it's gonna surpass Star Wars, but it's not it's gonna be I feel like it's gonna be up there because everybody's going to be remembered oh, okay. their nostalgia and a lot of people's going to start gravitating to because i feel like the mythology is just going to be like so um what's going to attract so many people because people are going to be like i never read the book but this is a great show how like boom 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 all the writing and executing and i know it's not out yet but I, like i said if rick riordan if his hands is in it then he's exactly. going to like he's going to do his thing he's going to do his thing is a part of it yeah, it's gonna be good. In fact, he's not gonna let this much. So the down, next question definitely. is like, if you had a chance to talk to the creator Rick Riordan, what direction would you want the Percy Jackson franchise to be? Like, for example, do you want like an animated series, animated movie, a live action show? Like, what like what direction would you think like if some if you had to sit down and talk to him and you want and you had some ideas, you want the series to go in. I would prefer it to be animated, but that's just because me personally, I love animation more than anything. So if I were to talk to him, I would be like, yeah, man, if you make this animated TV show, I really want it to be a TV Actually, it'd probably work better as a movie. It actually, like, because then you can get the five movies, but yeah, I'd probably actually say animated movie. Nah, nah, yeah, yeah, definitely an animated movie. But like, because we already got the, we already got the TV show, so that's why my mind is like, yeah, TV show is good because that's what we actually got covered. But like, uh, if you gave them to the animated movie to be able to do all this stuff and give them all the, the special effects and give them all the stuff that they that these kids went through, right. yeah, if you put this in an animated movie, it would actually go crazy. Like the 
mind work of it. But for real, I would just if I could talk to Rick, I'd just be like, bro, you already know what you're doing. You the goat that wrote these books. You right. got my childhood, bro. You already know what you're doing. Just go out and do what you already know what to do, man. That's what I would really tell him. But if he was if he was asking me what I would want, yeah, you know what? It'll be crazy too. Like I would want to see both like an animated series crazy. and like an animated um, movie because I feel like if you could think of like if Disney invests this money into like a Percy Jackson CGI movie and a five part series of the five first books, I feel like that would be crazy. And then the spinoffs as a animated TV show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because then they could yeah they could definitely put some spinoffs. Yeah, some spinoff animated some animated spinoffs would go crazy. Like, um, because like they even got like like Rick Ryder didn't even wrote like some spinoffs. He got like like I think it's called the Demigod Files. I didn't read those, but like uh, when I was looking it up online, yes. he got like little spinoffs where he got like little miniature stories that he be he be throwing like nods to it. Yeah, like books. the Lost Olympians so, where like, he had they a fight even, on they the Romans versus the Greeks. I feel like that would be a dope animated too. series too. Like. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like, it's so many. It's so many ideas they can have for it. For real. For the spinoff. Like, <laughs> I know. Like, I just real. Be excited. Man. Over, I'm be excited. I feel over like about Percy Jackson. Bro. <laughs> bro, I feel like it's gonna be one of um, when it does like, hit bro, Disney Plus. It's gonna so, be one of the heavy hitters, bro. I guarantee. It. I be so hyped. I'm, I know it is, because. Yeah, it's gonna be a live action TV series. I think the they book, said that it was gonna be a live like action right? because like live action I've TV seen series, like yeah. they have a graphic novel of the original series, and that shit was so dope when I saw that. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir, man. The graphic novel. The graphic novel is actually exactly because really some people they're like, "Oh, well, like I don't. I can't read a book without chat. Like, I, like I mean, without pictures." I'm like. Shoot, they got a graphing novel out right now. It's dope as hell. But yeah, man, I'm I'm just I'm ready. I feel like an animated movie mm-hmm. or just an animated spinoff. Like the live action thing is cool. Like I'm ex- excited and think that's a great idea. But an animated CGI movie and just like a hand drawn um spinoff with the um characters from the Last Olympian and everything like that. I feel like that would be dope. Mm-hmm. Like this, yeah. Most definitely, but um, yeah, I'm kind of, I'm kind of, I'm kind of excited for the live action too, though, because uh, it's gonna give, uh, it's gonna give chances for new exposure. Because I feel like you're gonna have to find some new talent out there. Because if you're gonna try and do the story how it's done, you got to find like younger kids to be actors for it. And yeah, so because I know um, the, the guy who the first played in the, so I'm excited for in the Percy too. Jackson, the first one. He was um he's down for it to find um some new actors. He's like, I hope it does well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like they're gonna definitely give him. I forget his name. Uh, I said I feel like they're gonna give him a little cameo or something. He might be uh he might be like a little. A little yeah, he needs to because fight. Like a little, if anything, a like, monster or something. He might yeah, or at least a voice there. acting position. Because my problem, he, 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 he did what he, I feel like he fit the role of Percy Jackson. I feel mm-hmm. like it was just the um the writing and some of the other stuff that the people were trying to make the movie something yeah. that it wasn't. 
Because I feel like everybody just did a good job. It's just it like exactly, they try to yep. Holly, you know, put that Hollywood thing on it. <laughs> and it's like, damn, not Percy Jackson. That's the crazy thing the about it because it's like, it's you know, like I said, the first movie was cool, but it's like you saw like you see Hunger Games and then you see like uh, Twilight. I'm like, these got like at least um solid adaptations. It's like, damn, what what? What happened to Percy Jackson? How you drop the ball on that? It's like Avatar: The Last Airbender. How did you drop the ball on that, bro? What did Percy Jackson do to you? <laughs> Man, it was like Sean Mulan. Was but it's crazy because it's like Hollywood can either make you or break you. That's what I <laughs> That's why some authors, like, they said, like, I'd rather just not yeah. have a movie. I'd rather just mm-hmm. keep it to the book or the comic because I feel like that they've seen, like, people have been approached with scripts and they just said no. Exactly. That's how you got to be, like, cause they, like Hollywood is going to, they're they going to see what your book has done for this, like, small populace and they're going to be like, yeah, we can make some money off that. And they're going to they're gonna bring you a number. And what you got to all, like, what people got to really realize is that the number that Hollywood is going to bring you is always worth less than what your story is actually worth. Like, they never going to try and pay you exactly what your story is worth. And so you got to be able to understand and you got to, like, you got to be able to resupply it. You got to be able to see how much they really understand about your story and not just how much money they can make off your story. Before you can just go out and be like, "Yeah, this is this is who I want to be able to tell my story, my story to a greater population," like, and that's what be, that's what be the hard part about. It. That's why people, that's why authors really don't like selling their stories because they know that they never gonna get, um, right? They never gonna get paid properly. And I feel like if the fans story, are like coming out to support something, I mean, it don't have to be a, an exact replica of the book, but at least like take the key and core elements and put a, a good twist on it, at least. And it's like, wow. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so for the final question I have is, why why do you feel that people love Percy Jackson, like the franchise and characters as a whole, like love him so much in your own opinion? Because man, they all just so lovely. They also, they're also real. Is what I was thought off with. They are like real characters. Like they got real struggles. They got real problems. Even though they are straight, like we don't even we don't even start with them being teenagers. Like and some people, some of the kids, like Nico, we actually never. Well, Nico turned thirteen. We actually like barely ever see some of these kids even turn teenager. Like, and they dealing with some real life stuff. Like, they dealing with loss. They dealing with discovering. They dealing with being like, mm-hmm. like broke. They having broken families. Like, they don't get to know their dad or they don't get to know their mom. Like, they they straight up dealing with single parent. They they dealing with single parent homes being raised up. Some people are straight up just given to adoption. Like, they're just adopted by Camp Half Blood. Like, they don't know any part of their family. They just raised up by these other like. And they have, they got so much drama. They got, they got, um, they got learning disorders, ADHD, um, dyslexia. They got, and then like it's all like so it makes the characters real. Like you might not have, you might not have ADHD or dyslexia, but you may know what it's like living with just a single parent. You may know what it's like going through um, 
going through um, adoption and stuff like that. Like it's something that these characters have that you can relate to, and so that makes them instantly. They makes them instantly real. Like you don't even have to do much as long as you can give them that. And then on top of giving them those right. uh, real life, uh, dang, 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 how can I word it? Um, those real life problems. Uh, the way that they handle the way that they handle those problems are really right. they make mistakes like. Percy Jackson, this man made this man makes so many mistakes, uh, and it's uh, what Rick did in writing his characters is the fatal flaw thing that they have is is actually a, it was a really cool concept when I first read about it. Um, and then when you get to learn about each character's fatal flaw, you can see that in each time they make a mistake. Like when you go, like when you when you learn about everybody else's fatal flaw, like Annabeth is, um, she's a perfectionist. Um, Percy, he he died for his friends. When you go back, um, when you learn about their fatal flaws, and you go back, they make the mistakes based off of their fatal flaws, and it all just ties into who they are as a person and who they are as a character. And they grow their growth; it ties into their fatal flaws as well. Like they got to learn how to kind of balance knowing that this is something that you would straight die for. Like Percy's willing to die for his friends. Like he literally jumps it. He he jumps into Tartus for his friends. He would do anything for them. But then you also got to learn how, yeah, I would die for them, but I also got to live for them too. I got to be a leader for them too. And so like, it's all, it all builds up with their growth and stuff. Um, and so them being real, making mistakes, having those real life problems is great. And about Percy and what he did with the, um, yeah. with the Heroes of Olympus series too, um, you get to get their inner monologue. So you get to know what they're thinking a lot. And uh, that's, one of the, that's one of the things they said was missing from the movies too. You don't really get that Percy Jackson inner monologue where he's bad mouthing everybody and he's like, yeah, <laughs> on the outside he's acting like he's confident, but on the inside he's freaking out or panicking or he's saying a he's saying a snippy remark in his mind, but he don't say it out loud. And so you get that inner monologue of Percy, and it's just always a funny time when um right. when um maybe when they when we get the inner thought when you get the inner thoughts of Percy, um and. What else makes them great characters? Uh, their relationships and how they deal with each other. So, yeah. um, this kind of goes with like Grover and Nico and all the minor characters. Their relationships, their relationships to Percy and Annabeth, and like the way they built their relationships is natural, and nothing feels kind of like forced. Like you never just see a random character and then they'd be like, best friend, what's up? And you'd be like, I've never seen this person before. They would be like, hey, blah, blah, blah. And then right. they would give you a little background story of them and you could be like, that makes sense how they would be able to know them or something like that. And it all yeah, just, like it blends it all well feels with natural. The story. It don't feel forced when you add a new character in or something like that. And then the last thing that makes the character so likable is how they try to be independent because um so it's kind of like this this one um yeah. I learned this one with Luke. Uh Luke and Hermes because um the main villain is Luke. Can I talk about spoilers? I kinda of been talking about I kinda of haven't been like doing spoilers, but like this is a spoiler. So I guess I get a spoiler warning here. Um so Luke being the main villain, right. um, Hermes knew exactly what was going to happen to Luke his whole life, but he couldn't tell him what was going to happen because he had to be able to make the decisions himself. And um, being able to learn and be independent and making the decisions yourself 
is a hard thing to do. And to top it off, to top it off, you know that your dad is a god. Like your dad knows what's gonna happen, and he won't tell you what's gonna happen. And you see your mom; she goes through all of this trying to be the oracle to be able to, because she sees through the she sees through the mist, and she she has all this stuff. And Luke sees what's happening to his mom, and he knows that his dad knew that this was going to happen and he didn't do anything to stop it and it's just like you got all these questions and you're growing up and you're making all these wrong decisions but they're your decisions and so you feel like you feel like you want you got to be extra confident in your decisions even when there are mistakes because you want to be this independent person and it's like when Luke finally realized what was happening um, and he took the final choice right. to sacrifice himself uh, and Hermes and like what was crazy was Hermes knew that this was going to happen and when he said that he said that he had to let him do it himself, that that that, that that always sticks with me is that even if your parents know what happens, they can try and lead you down the right path. You got to take your path yourself, and that's still something that I'm kind of learning myself. And so, like that lesson always sticks with me. Like your parents can tell you don't do this, but they can't force you not to do this. Somebody can tell you that, yeah, I've been through it. You don't want to do this, but they can't force yeah. you not to do it. And sometimes the best you got to go make that mistake and realize that. Mm-hmm. And that that's one of the things that makes most of the characters so, so, so impactful to me is that they all had to be independent and make choices themselves. Um, Rover had to make the choice to save the wild, even when everybody was like, Nah, bro, Pan not dead. Don't worry about it. We, we good. The nature is good, bro. We chilling. And Drover was took it upon himself to be like, no, nah, Pan is dead. We need to be able to rebuild the wild ourselves. Like he was independent in that decision, even when everybody was telling him no. He was he was like, nah, we gotta do this. And I could actually go on and on about Percy being independent to his dad. Nah, it was crazy because I remember, like, go, well, my favorite man. thing yeah. about Percy is, like, how I feel like he's a true hero. And he's, like, really, like, the um, he changed the game for Camp Half-Blood because he made these gods promise to be in their kids' life instead of just, like, abandoning them and be like, a lot of people came out effed up because y'all abandoned them. Or, like, exactly. even how messed up it is because some they came out like you know his half brother um the cyclops dude and it's like um poseidon didn't really claim him like that but he claimed percy because yep. it's like yeah because he's like he's like more he got more clout and plus he's like he he's not like came out like a cyclops and he and it and it's kind of like how like this may be a touchy subject but like kind of like how parents man, would like, like They'll treat like say if a a kid had like mental illness or something like that, they'll they'll gravitate towards the kid who's like what, yeah, you know what I'm saying like mm-hmm. crazy playing favorites. Yeah, like Player dyslexic. Favorite, bro, like, like this, I know the author bro, his son suffered from dyslexia and everything like that, issues, and just like man. implement that into the story because making their brain fast. It's just like damn, this is just this is top tier mm-hmm. shit right here, bro. I can I can actually talk forever. Like when I tell you that Percy Jackson is one of my favorite characters, he's actually probably like he's top five. Right. And because everything that Percy does, I can see myself doing it. And 
and every every time he makes a mistake, he doesn't try and blame somebody else for the mistake. He realizes that he made those mistakes. And at times he might try and like deny that he did that mistake because he's trying yeah. to like look bra- look bravado. He got like some he got that like masculinity in him. But it's like he understands when it's time for him to take charge that it's on him and he realizes what he has to do. And um he almost never shies away from the from the spotlight, which is like something that I kind of I kind of tr- I'm trying to do more of like not like be upfront and out loud with everything I'm doing now. But like I used to just like never be afraid of spotlight. Like, I would be like, yeah, I can go up there. I can talk right now. Like it's nothing like nobody else want to talk. I do it. If I'm the guy in class talking, I'm the guy like doing a presentation first. I'm like, yeah, I can go first. I ain't got no problem with it. Like that was me and like. And I can see that in Percy Jackson being that go-getter. He's he not the one to shy away from. And he might be afraid, like, internally, he might be afraid and, like, dog, am I really going to have to give my life up for this prophecy that I, like, I really got to die for this? And, like, but he was never, he was never too afraid. He was never um, frozen by fear. He was always... He always yeah, and right you know the crazy first. thing is about yeah, like why one of uh, Spider Man, why he's one of my favorite characters, is because the problems that he deals with as Peter Parker, and seeing him balance between being the superhero mm-hmm. life and his personal life, and seeing like Percy Jackson balance being like a half demigod, and then like like dealing with his stepfather in the beginning, and just like his mom, child. uh being trying to be there for his mom and everything, and just like going through it and trying to not not fitting in with his classmates and everything and just and now he has to go to the other world and like find friends who are just like him and just who embraces him for being who he is and can relate to a situation it's like damn like just seeing him balance those two it's just like it's just incredible you know what I'm saying and he's more relatable Mm mm-hmm and then, uh, <laughs> and another thing about Percy, my man ain't got yeah. no plunk off. <laughs> I was gonna say he ain't got no plot armor. He be out here in the trenches, but nah, um, he definitely. Uh, yeah, let's talk about how cool his weapon is. He got a pen that turns into a freaking sword. He definitely got some plot armor with, <laughs> with the. Uh, <laughs> I, Doug, Riptide is one of the. This one is like, and when I see it in action yeah, in live man. action, like when however they implement it in live action, it got to be so dope. The first transformation got to be so dope. Like, I just be that's something that I do a lot too. I just be sitting back and I just be imagining scenes. Yeah. Like, because I seen it in um, I seen it in the um, yeah. Like when the, I first saw the trailer, the I was like, oh movie. snap, let's and go. When he clicked that pin and just like, but like. And it turns, yes, bro. Like that's why I just be sitting back and imagining, like just certain scenes that happened in the books, and just seeing them happen in live action just seems so dope, bro. Like, and that was that. I ain't gonna lie to you. Sea of Monsters could have broke. It could have. I could have forgiven it right. of all that it did wrong if it would have just handled um, Talia coming back properly. Like, if they could have just handled that at the end of the like, I I didn't like the movie all the way up, and I'm I'm still like trying to give it a shot because. That was one of my favorite movies in all of the books was when Talia came back because they were setting her up and I was like, bro, like they talking about her a lot. And like this is when I'm a kid, so you know, I ain't I ain't like I ain't trying to look forward into the book and be like, Yeah, she coming back in this book. But I'm like, she definitely gotta be coming back. 
And so when at the end of the book they talk about guys come quick, there's somebody that we need to see. And then I was like, no. And I was re- and then like when I was watching the movie, I was ready for I was just ready for it to see it just covered in the golden fo- bro. I was ready for I know it's like them, it because they foreshadowed it, it so much in the book and kept talking right about her. Then when she finally came back, it's like, yo, oh snap. And plus, I like the way the mm-hmm. weapons, like the shield, like the, the way it does like that circle. I'm like, damn, bro, that shit is so funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, her, sh- yeah. her shield is... <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, that's that's really what... That's really yeah, what I, I feel mean, like um, Riptide's an underrated fictional weapon, though. So. Uh, Mm-hmm. Because you 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 can't lose it because no matter where it happens, it's gonna appear back in right. your pocket. Um, I forgot what time limit it is, but they say this is, it just appears back in your pocket no matter what happens, and it's undetect it's undetectable. It's a pen. If you don't turn it into a sword, it's a pen. So you literally can have it wherever you go. Nobody's gonna be like you can't bring a pen in here. Like you got a weapon wherever you go. Like that's crazy. And it's it's um chisel bronze, so you know it killed it killed yeah, the like demons. And it worked on I feel the... like it's an underrated like, weapon. I feel like damn, bro. And it's like that's it. what see, like just like that, like that. It's just so creative, man. Like that's just like the creativity that's poured into it and the relatable situations, even though it's based on like mm-hmm. mythology and then the real world at the same time. It's just like it's a good mesh between um reality and myth and it's just like damn you know these things ain't real but it feels real because even like when you see um harry potter like and you know harry potter is a great series and i'm a fan but like you see him going back you know he runs through the wall and it's like (laughs) you know to get to um three and um four quarters i feel like that's what it's called (laughs) And it's like, you know, it's just the um thing and you gotta take this train to go to this yep. magical world where in Percy Jackson yes, it's like it yo, um Yeah. The farm is right over there. The exactly. Right on the it's like side. damn. Man. It's like, Camp Half Blood is right on the other side of that farm. Oh no, both are great, but I feel like Percy Jackson is just a little bit more relatable because even though, you know, Harry he, he goes through his situations with um you know, living in a city household, but like implementing like dyslexia and you know um, all the other stuff and what mm-hmm. the other stories that Camp Half Blood those exactly. kids go through, you know, in their personal lives. And it's just like, damn, you know, just like that parent abandonment, exactly. or just like, it's just like it's damn. We're just seeing those balances, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, a thing, a thing that uh, it's kind of it's actually a personal thing for me. It's not even like a, um, it's not even like people have to like follow this format. But for me, when you have this uh, main character that is the prophecy child, um, I don't like when the story only happens because of them. Like, and so like that's what happens in Harry Potter a lot. Is the story only happens because of pers- uh, Harry Potter. Um, it's another show that I can't remember. Uh, it might be Twilight. Like Twilight happens only because Bella is who she is. Um, and it, it was a coincidence though. Like that was always kind of crazy. But um, and Percy Jackson and Avatar, uh, even in Naruto for real. Like these, they're they're the main character, and the story revolves around them. 
but things happen even when they're not there. Like right. Percy Jackson being the prophecy child is important, but in Sea of Monsters, Percy Jackson isn't the main. Percy Jackson isn't the main star in Sea of Monsters. We're just with Percy Jackson. It's about Clarice, and then it's about um, it's about Clarice, and it's about Annabeth, and these two women trying to realize their destiny. Like, but Percy, we just following Percy Jackson, so he's realizing that. Yeah, I got to take the back road on this one because this is Clarice's mission, or I got to try and figure out um, how to tell Annabeth about Luke and how she's going to react to it. And she, of course, she didn't react how she thought she was going to react. And then, and then Valia comes back, and then like now it's it's less about Percy. It's like, hey, yo, she's about to turn eighteen next year. Is this story really even about Percy? Like, like it's a whole bunch of stuff where it's not about Percy Jackson. And then Titan Curse comes, and like it's a lot of stuff in the stories that don't. Right. all around Percy Jackson, even though we all know in the end, his story is about Percy Jackson. But in Harry Potter, exactly, everything happens. Um, without Harry Potter, the story wouldn't happen. It's like, um, except for in Half-Blood Prince, which is my favorite uh, Harry Potter movie. Um, Goblet of Fire is a close second, which is kind of people's favorite. Goblet of Fire is most people's favorite, but uh, Half-Blood Prince is my favorite. Uh, and it actually, it actually has nothing to do with Harry Potter. Harry just happened to pick up that book, and that's a good, that's a good, like that's a good plot for the movie. Like, yeah, Harry Potter is this destiny child, and he got to learn all this. He got to learn all this stuff about it to be able to be Voldemort. Where is he gonna get it from? Nobody's giving it to him just because he's Harry Potter. He accidentally finds the book of the Half Blood Prince, and now he's getting all this knowledge. He's learning all this stuff, and so that's a good. Like, I just like that whole how that premise worked out. And then they got to discover the Half Blood Prince is not about like. Harry doing it. It's not about people right, doing stuff man. trying to get at and Harry. And I feel like how big Harry, Harry Potter is right now. To like, to I feel like this. that's what um Percy Jackson could be for Disney because like you know there's a Hulk, there's a Hogwarts mm-hmm. game coming out and there's like Universal Studios they got a whole thing. Most I feel like definitely. they could do the same thing with Percy Jackson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Camp Half-Blood, yeah, I can see some orange Camp Half-Blood shirts like in the Disney stores and stuff like that too. Stuff in store. We definitely, and, and that's life, and that's at bare minimum for real. They're gonna be selling rib tie, right? They're gonna be able to sell the, um, they're gonna be able to yeah. sell Grover Reed pipes. They're gonna be able to sell the lightning bolt. They're gonna be able to sell Apollo's chariot. Like it's so much stuff they got to sell. It's so exactly, much, huh? like just it's so much. They're gonna be able to sell Medusa's head again. Like, bro, you already got Greek mythology. You got Greek mythology in general, but now you're gonna be able to sell Medusa's head, and then you can sell it as a shield too. For it's it's so much, and then um exactly, it's, it's and so, so many things you could cop from it, just like the um, this, um like the Hogwarts video game. Like you could start and, a Camp Half Blood video game. Most definitely, where you get to be, you get to choose your. Uh, I mean, you could choose your Greek god. I'd prefer, like, you choose a personality and then, like, as the game goes yeah, that on, would they, they choose your Greek cool god based fun. on, like, your personality tracing, like, decisions that you make instead of or, instead of you choosing your own Greek god, your Greek parent. But, like, yeah, it's easy. Like, there's so much ways they can do it. And then they got the quotes they can have. Uh, <laughs> yeah. the, the damn quotes. Like, I can't wait for oh, that. Oh, yeah, that was hilarious. Where they go to the dam and they start making all the damn jokes. It's just gonna be funny still. <laughs> it's just gonna be funny still. And then um, you can get a um, you can get a uh, you can get a shirt yeah. with, the, um, with the word just "Oh my gods" 
and like that's that's a quote they use a lot because exactly like even like back to my earlier question where they could um if we had to sit down what idea we could get like i know netflix just did this show about greek mythology this animated show and people were getting hyped about it Hey, yo, 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 don't tell me anything, man. Yeah, and I'm just thinking, people were hyped for that. I'm like, but yo, if, if this was Percy Jackson, imagine the hype for that one. Just imagine. Mm-hmm. Especially animated. Oh, most definitely. Percy Jackson's going to get some straight hype. It's going to be hype. Like, when they, when... Like there's so much merchandise and so much things you could do with it. That's why I feel like it's like, like it, it's underrated because like so it's like just like Twilight, like there's only so much you can do with it, but there's so much good world building in the Percy mm-hmm. Jackson uh series and franchise. It's like it, it's like the the possibilities is endless. Oh. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, cause like, and, and the crazy thing about it is, um, it kind of depends on how the world kind of shaped out with this, um, COVID thing, but you can, you can actually go to those places too. Like that's something that they probably actually won't do, but like, because like, it's like set pieces. And so like, you can like because they go like they go all over right. the, the world. They go all over the world. They go all over the United States, traveling on journeys and stuff. And so you can you can like you can go to those places. But like I don't think they probably would do that. But like it can be a part of the world building still. I know Percy's from to, New like, York. Oh, they go to St. Louis. They go to San Francisco. They go to they're they're, they're from New York. Yeah. Um, there's some other places they go to, but those are the two main places that I remember they went to because mm-hmm. they broke the arch and um, well, I'm they had to like, hold up man, the sky over. If this uh, Percy Jackson on um, TV series drop when it when it does drop on uh, Disney Plus, I'm gonna listen. Whoever works at Disney, if you hear this, I'm gonna need y'all to build a Camp Half Blood park like <laughs> they did in Hogwarts for Universal Studios. That would attract so much people, and it will blow my freaking yes, mind. I mean, mm. mm-hmm. <clears throat> I, need I, I need to. Um, I need to I need my, I need my go with the. Um, I need that. I think they were split up in sections, and gods like, like Zeus's house, and like you know, kids of Zeus, kids of um, Poseidon, kids mm-hmm. of Artemis, Poseidon, kids of. Hermes, Artemis, Athena, Aphrodite, and then um after uh after the series ended, they um they built us for the smaller gods like Hectate and um and uh his name's not Cupid and um in Greek. I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, man, I need that. I need that so, Disney because I know that Percy Jackson about to give y'all hella money. And I know like Disney, they like to pull out hella merch for whatever. It's hella. I know it's a freaking. <laughs> it's gonna be a wrap. What I'm ready for is like 
I'm I'm already looking too far ahead into this though, cause like yeah. my favorite, like actually my favorite book of all time is a Percy Jackson book. It's the Last Olympian. I remember that book. Like I, I got like I, I bought that book too. I bought the last three books: Titan okay. Curse, Labyrinth, and um and um uh, Last Olympian. I bought those three books. So I still I still have Last Olympian. I don't have um Titan's Curse or um Labyrinth anymore. Yeah. Um, and I, I yeah, I don't remember what happened to my other ones I too. I got the spinoffs where they meet the Romans. <laughs> and I, that's my favorite. Yeah, like I got the son of Neptune and then the one after that one. Oh, uh, the um, Heroes of Olympus? Yeah. Because I know that son of, first of all, that mm-hmm. son of Neptune, Mark that Levine. was, that cover art, that cover art is cold as hell. Yo, <laughs> when Percy first came back, <laughs> yes. Yes, but, but uh, that's um I kind of like the last Olympia yeah. how um how Rick wrote those books I kind of like that better but he also matured as a writer too yeah um, but I like how he wrote those books yeah, uh, because man. you get different um people's perspectives instead of just Percy's and so like, when he gave us when he gave us the Nico perspective I forget what book it was but he gave us the Nico perspective though like because <laughs> Nico Nico is actually underrated he's actually, he actually might be like. One of the strongest demigods out there, and I think he slept on a lot because he's because he's a child. But because he's a child, and he still is hanging with Percy, he's hanging with Annabeth, he's hanging with Dahlia, he's hanging with all of these these kids that have been fighting for years. And Nico just started, just man, and he can raise up the dead. He can just bring out he can bring out skeletons whenever he needs them. He can travel through sh- like Nico is actually like. He's so cold, bro. I love Nico. Yeah, and just like seeing like them against like the Greeks and the Romans, just like seeing those other Roman characters. It's like I like them as much as I like Percy. Of course, I'm like I'm gonna side more because we started off with his story, but like the Romans, like they got some good like characters in there too. It made me say, "Dang, like this is like a rival for Percy. Like it's gonna really gonna be like when they link up." It's gonna be like, <laughs> like it's. Mm-hmm. Oh, do a shape. Oh, do a shape. I can't remember his name. I think it's like Frank. I think so. And then there was like, I feel like one was was it one of them Talia's brothers? Animals. That's all I remember. Yeah. Oh, no, oh, isn't oh, not Luke, Luke but Luke, yeah, he yeah, was yeah. like he's another um son of no, Zeus, but he's on the Roman side. Name? But he's on the Roman side. He son yeah. of Zeus, yeah. Oh, he's the main character. He's he's actually the Jason. Yeah, there we man, go, Jason. like he was Jason. like winning him in person. Oh, it's man, like, I was gonna kill me. Yeah, it's Jason. Damn, I, I love how it's like it started telling their story, and then you see what happened to <laughs> Percy, yeah. and then you to and then like. They all went on their own like each mm-hmm. adventure, and then they finally like met up. It's like mm-hmm. it's like a dope ass crossover. Yeah, it was it was it was actually insane. And Mark Latino when they yeah. first met, it was actually insane, bro. Sudden, sudden Neptune when Percy had to get his memory back. I was like, come on, and all he remembered was that. I think it was kind of dope how all he remembered was Annabeth. So like. Uh, Hera, she Hera weak for Hera right. weak for taking his memory, but she low key, she low key comes making him remember Annabelle. So and it's like, it's like what you were saying, like how <laughs> Percy Jackson would go head on Hera first. They said, like, he could jump in the ocean and live like a happy life, 
or he could go down this path. There's going to be a lot of pain and suffering, but you get the truth. And Percy said, like, we exactly. It's like, you got to look. Yep. And he straight went for it. Hell man. And no hesitation out here. But yeah, man, I, I appreciate you for coming through, bro. This was a real dope conversation. Yeah, bro, I had fun talking about it, bro. I, I always have fun talking about Percy Jackson, though, for real. I, man, because I got yeah, to read that one. I need to read that one. series called Trials of Apollo. Um, basically, yeah, no, I, I'm, yeah, I got, I got to start reading it. I read the first book, but I don't remember it. And he's actually finished the whole series now. And so I don't even remember when I read the first book or how he finished it already, bro, because I feel like I read that book just like recently, bro. <laughs> and like, but uh, he finished the whole series. He said this is the last book for like the entire Percy Jackson overall. He said he might still do like a little like side Man, story. Stuff, like, but, like, probably like an adult he said, now. This is kind of supposed to be a completion of it. And um, just as. Um, I'm not sure. I don't know how much. I don't know how much time is passing in Trial of Apollo. That's the real problem because, yeah, like for uh, yeah. from the Heroes of Olympus series, I think only like two or three years passed. So he was like 18, 19. Yeah, me neither. So, I ain't read the Trial of Apollo. Depending on how much time passed from that, yeah, he might be an adult now. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I gotta read those. Um, basically, the synopsis though is it don't really have nothing to do with Percy Jackson. Uh, it's just uh, Apollo is a human now <laughs> like mm-hmm. and he's just trying to work his way back to becoming a god and that's 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 all i remember i don't even i don't even remember how he got turned into a human right. i don't i don't think they tell you in the first book either though but at least if they do i don't remember how so um, it's a good premise and he finished all five of those books so i gotta go read them and if y'all listen to this and you ain't read Percy Jackson since a year, do yourself a favor and go read those books again because they goaded. Lightning Thief, um, Sea of Monsters, Titan Curse. The Heroes of Olympus. True.